You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. We're going to go to John 10 today, for specifically for today. But as a series, I'm going to read this, uh, and I want you to just kind of imagine this is kind of like the series text, like we're going to talk about Jesus week after week. And I love the way that Paul says it in 1 Corinthians 2, and in the message version, it reads like so easily. It says, you'll remember, friends, that when I first came to you to let you in on God's master stroke, I didn't try to impress you with polished speeches and the latest philosophy. I deliberately kept it plain and simple. First Jesus and who he is, then Jesus and what he did, Jesus crucified. And I just want us to marinate, hang out in Jesus, who he is, what he did, crucified Jesus. And today, I want us to dive into uh, this idea when Jesus says that he is the good shepherd. And at the conclusion of the message today, my hope is that you have this confession in a greater way, alive inside of you, that Jesus is my shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. He's our shepherd. But specifically today, my prayer is that you would walk out of here with this kind of grit inside of you. He is my shepherd. He's my protector. He takes care of me. And so John chapter 10, Jesus says this, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Whew, we'll stop right there. See you later. No, I mean, that's a strong text. Jesus says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and life to the full. That's the NIV right there saying life to the full. New King James Version says life abundantly or abundant life. Then he goes on to explain, I am the good shepherd The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Back to the same idea, verse 14. But I, I am the good shepherd, Jesus says. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for Jesus who came, lived perfectly, taught us, died, rose from the dead, seated in heaven, returning for his bride. And we desire here, in Kansas City, in Overland Park, in all the different places where we've gathered from to live out being sheep, disciples, followers of the true shepherd, of the good shepherd, of the one shepherd. We give your lives, we honor you. And Radiant Church said amen. In my mid-20s, quite a few years ago, I was uh, having uh, lunch with a friend of mine in California. And uh, we had gone to high school together and we were great friends in high school and he went off to LA and I went off to Bible college and, and, uh, and it, about, about seven years had gone by and, and, and I just decided to have lunch with them. And so I was in LA, never forget, we're at this restaurant, Sidewalk Cafe, we're having a conversation. 
And he begins to tell me about what he's doing, and he's, he's graduated from college, and he's working with, with movies, and, and a lot of his dreams are coming true. And so we're talking about some of the celebrities he knows, or at least celebrities that he's met. And we're talking about how he likes to go to the beach at some of the parties that he goes to. And, and we're talking about his single life, and he's <laughs> telling me a little bit of some of his stories, which didn't sound much like Jesus. You know what I mean? We're, we're just telling some of those stories and talking, and... And then I began to just kind of tell him about my life, and I began to tell him about my dream in those days, to tell young people about how great Jesus is, and to mobilize young people to pray, and to fast, and to seek God, and told him about some of the conferences that we'd been doing, and told him about some of the trips that we had doing. I had just come back from India, so I was telling him about, about what God had done as we were in, in the streets of India, and, and leading kids on the streets, telling him about Jesus, and and I was telling him about how we were doing some dramas. And I was telling him about, I got to preach, you know, at 25, I was preaching at this church in India and it was hot and, and people came to know Jesus. And I was telling him about the culture and, and I was telling him about my new wife. You know, I'd been married for just a couple of years. And so I was telling him about Renata and I was telling him about just how much I loved her. And, and I was just began to just, I was just kind of overflowing with what God was doing. I'll never forget the moment where he leans back and Mr. Hollywood, I mean, the one who's kind of living what a lot of kids who grew up in the Midwest kind of think, hey, I kind of want to go do some of that. He leans back in his chair and he says, man, you are living a great life. And I just sensed in my spirit, just like the Lord said, yeah, my kind of life like abundant life, like not you're living life because of ministry, but you're living life in Christ, fulfilling what God has called you to do. There's a spiritual, supernatural life, abundant life to the full that was going on inside that honestly at that moment felt so much more satisfying than anything else. And of course, you know that, that I'm hoping and praying and believing great things for him to grow in a vibrant relationship with God and but, but in, for, for my sake, in that moment, I felt like there was just a stamp. There was just this moment where all of a sudden, life to the full, abundant life, what Jesus has for me, I, I was starting to step into some of that. And I want you to hear Jesus here because we have a shepherd who is articulating that he came to bring life and life to the full. And there is an enemy that lies to us and tells us he cannot give you a full life. And there is constantly that echo in the ear, that enemy. And the language here in John 10, 10 is pretty strong. And Jesus says that the enemy comes to steal and to kill and destroy. Those are pretty harsh words. Like it's not pretty language that you live in a battle zone you live in a war zone and you have a shepherd and he wants to lead you to green pastures. He wants to help you live an abundant life. He wants you to have a, a, a life in God, a supernatural life now. He wants there to be God activity inside of you now, but the enemy is out to destroy you. He wants to, this language here is like a thief. He wants to rob you of life. And so I know that it's hard to come to church and have the preacher start talking about the enemy, the devil. And some people don't like that. But let me tell you something, guys. Jesus, the shepherd, said that the enemy has come to steal and kill and destroy. Ha <laughs> ha. Look out. So I am not one of those preachers that'll look at you and say, hey, there's a devil under every rock. But I am one that'll say there's the devil under every other rock. Like, yeah. Like, he's out to destroy you. 
right? I remember I was, um, I was just sitting, you know, with, with uh, a friend of mine, and we were, we were talking, and he's about my age, a little bit, little bit older, and we were talking about our families, and, and, and he just began to unpack for me some of the pain that he's experiencing as his teenage son has been making some choices that have caused his son to get isolated. His son made some choices that have caused him to get addicted to, to some drugs that ultimately brought some pain in the family and disunity and walls and hurt. And, and I'll just, I just, I can feel as I talk this allurement where the enemy comes and it's just this, it's just a little, little temptation. What's he going to do? Well, at first it just, we would think, oh, it's just kind of cute, just kind of funny. Little jokes, little relationships, little ungodly entertainment, little flirting. With, but where the trajectory can go is where the, the enemy has a goal. And it is not to just haunt you. It is to destroy you. And so the pain, as I talked to my friend about just, just the robbing, the thief, the enemy who's robbed some life out of this young man because he's believed some lies. And my prayer for you and I is that we would see the battle that we're in, that we would know there is an enemy that Jesus articulated in John 10, that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. And then he says, but I came. I came that you might have this abundant life. And I want you to lock in with a vision today that says, as for me, I'm going, I'm going to step into the abundant life that my shepherd has for me. I'm not gonna live absent, devoid, without what God has for me. I want Jesus to be my shepherd. He's got He's got more for me than what I've got on my own. I'm not gonna let anything rob me. I'm not gonna allow the enemy to come in and take. A few years ago, I was having lunch with a college buddy of mine. and I, Uber, I was in the same city where he lives. And so I just said, hey, let's, let's grab some lunch. So I just Ubered to where he lived and we hung out. And it's been honestly about three hours talking. And he just... He just told me of his pain. He, he, there's, there's a lot of pain. <laughs> and when we were in our, our late teens, early 20s, man, life looked like there was, it was out in front of us, great frontier. But he started to believe some lies in our college years and sexuality and immorality First, it just kind of starts with songs you like and, hey, let's just, let's just joke around about it a little bit. And, oh, just flirt with a little bit of here with the little bit of wrong. I mean, not too. Steal. Kill. Out to destroy. Out. And I just sat there as where we are 20 years, ago, 20 years later. Man, he needs a shepherd. He needs a shepherd. And I just want you to know, there's an enemy. There's an enemy, he's out to steal, he's out to kill, he's out to destroy. And you have a choice on if you're going to let him lead you, guide you, protect you, take care of you, and if you'll follow the shepherd. 
because he can be the source that can show you where green pastures are. He can be the source that protects you from the wolf. He can be the source that comforts you, that takes care of you. Read about sheep, maybe even cleans you. He will be that for you. He will be that source of those things. That's what the shepherd does. But the question is this, will you be close to the shepherd? Or will you just kind of wander off, want to look, kind of go after your own way, kind of head out and kind of get an agenda for where you think you could go? My dream is that Jesus would in a fresh way today lock in with your heart and remind you, hey, I'm your shepherd. I'm your source. That job, that job might be able to help, but ultimately it is not your source. I'm your source. That job won't protect. That job won't provide forever. That I am your shepherd. I am your source. That friendship <laughs> that you want to just kind of find enough comfort in, it's a good, it must be a good thing, but it's not your source. I'm your shepherd. A lot of times we can take some wonderful gifts and turn them into gods, but Jesus wants to remind you, hey, listen, I'll guide you, I'll protect you, I'll take care of you. You can rest, you can find peace. How? Ignorantly? Blindly? No, I have entrusted all things to the shepherd. I am just the sheep at his side. He possesses strength. He has the capacity to protect me. He is the shepherd that will lead me to the right places to feed. He is the shepherd. His strength is stronger than mine. I do not lean into my own strength. I lean into the shepherd's strength. And he'll take care of me. He's got me. He knows me by name. He loves me. He's got me. You've got a shepherd. He wants you to have abundant life. This is good news. He wants you to have life to the full. And we oftentimes think, no, 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 his commands are too hard. His commands are too challenging. Play it out a decade, 20 years. Sitting with my friend in California, I knew choices to obey the commandments of God in my late teens and early 20s was bearing a lot of fruit 20 years later. And there is a day, young person, where you'll go, you know what? Maybe the commands of God, maybe righteousness, maybe staying close to the shepherd is far better than wandering off on my own. Maybe that wolf is really out there. Maybe an isolated sheep is usually a dead sheep. And maybe staying close to the shepherd and his flock, maybe that is the wisest way for me. Maybe that is the way. Maybe that is what God wants for me. Maybe, maybe Jesus is right when he says, I am the good shepherd. There is no source that can provide, nurture, take care of you like I can. Simplistic idea, easy to talk about, very challenging to live. Because we've got a whole lot of individualism. We got a whole lot of things that we wanna do and submitting our lives and saying, Jesus, I trust you even when I don't understand, even when there are some commands of God, that obedience seems a little bit hard. 
Like my buddy I was telling you about, I'll never forget him saying, I don't know if I can live like you live. I like some things that you're not doing. He said, I don't know if I can do monogamy. But you know what? 20 years later, it just turns out, I think God knows what he's talking about. Look at the brokenness, right? You with me? Those commands of God, they're right. And the motive is love. The motive of the shepherd is not because he is a mean shepherd. He's the good shepherd. I was reading this week about a shepherd in this day as Jesus is speaking. One of the things a shepherd would do with a sheep that wouldn't quit running off (laughs) was that he would, with his staff, break the leg of the sheep, (laughs) bandage it, keep the sheep on his shoulder until it healed. And the closeness of the sheep that then knows the voice of the shepherd has been carried by the shepherd will no longer run off again because now it knows its best source is the shepherd. There are times you're going, I don't know if I can be obedient to this command of God. I don't know. I kind of want to run off. kind of want to do my thing. And I just want to encourage you. Your God who does discipline those he loves, who does take care of you, it might feel like a little rap tap tap on that leg right now. Is that a bad word? Did I say something wrong? Okay. I'm so, sometimes I live in such a subculture, I'm afraid I'm saying cultural things that are weird. Um, uh, anyway, because sometimes that happens. It's like there's new bad words out there. Anyway, like that wasn't bad in the 80s. Uh, <laughs> but I want you to see a shepherd that even when you make a choice, even when, even when you make a choice to wander, in his love, he goes after you. He's gonna put you on his shoulder. He's gonna take care of you. And I just want you to capture his goodness. It is this word that Jesus describes himself and he does use the word good. And when he says this, there's Old Testament reference to where he's correcting these bad shepherds, these shepherds that had used people to gain wealth And Jesus says, no, I am the good shepherd. And he actually is the opposite. He here then goes into, I don't do that. I'm gonna lay down my life for the sheep. The good shepherd doesn't use people to get what he wants, to get higher. The good shepherd goes low, becomes a man. And you know, Paul says it, though he was rich, 2 Corinthians 8, 9, yet for our sake, he became poor that we through his poverty might become rich. He goes, I came, I'm the shepherd that I lay down my life for the sheep. I'm not a hired hand. The hired hand would come in at night and the shepherd took care of the sheep. He would leave them with a hired hand through the night. And Jesus was referencing that the hired hand, he'd allow the wolf. He wouldn't, he wouldn't beat the wolf back. He wouldn't go after the wolf. If the wolf came back, hired hand just like, here, take the sheep, right? Bad shepherd. And Jesus is saying, I'm not like that. I'm a good shepherd, which is code word for, I'd go destroy the wolf. I'm gonna protect the sheep and he's gonna protect you. No, 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 David, I've had some bad things in my life. I don't know. No, 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 he's a protector. He's a protector. Get with God, have a prayer life, talk to him about how he's at work. But in your life, he is at work and he is in his essence good. He is the good shepherd. He is good. 
He is not a bad shepherd. He is a good shepherd. And he lays down his life for the sheep. And this is just even foreshadowing what Jesus says in John 15, 13, where he says, greater love is known than this, that they would lay down their life for their friends. And Jesus is looking out and he's going, I'm, I am the good shepherd. I'm actually the shepherd that's gonna lay my life down, become the slaughtered lamb for the sake of you. I'm going as low as I can go. I'm not trying to get above. I'm trying to go low. Jesus lays down his life. He is, he's the good shepherd. He's the protector. He's going low. And he wants to destroy the wolf that's coming to destroy you. And so you've got this moment where Jesus is comparing to bad shepherds. And I just want to tell you, I know, I know that it's highly probable that in your life, you've had a bad shepherd You've had someone that used you for their personal gain. And here's this idea. Jesus is the good shepherd. And I'm sorry about what you've experienced. And in every way, if you're a part of this church for 20 years, my goal, my aim is to try to look as much like Jesus as I can be. But at the end of the day, there is one capital G good shepherd. There is one who is good. There is one. And my prayer is that you would walk out uh, today with this in your heart and your mind. He is my shepherd. Like, yes, he is our shepherd. Yes, but he is mine. My prayer is that you would see Jesus in a way that he is good. He's protecting you. He's taking care of you. And he wants to destroy those things that are out to get you because he loves you. When we lived in Colorado, my little girl, Olivia, at age uh, four, uh, we were at the park and, um, and I was playing soccer with my kids and I looked up and there's this like, uh, either like a fox or a coyote. I'm not sure exactly what it is. I know I'm losing man points by not knowing what animal it was exactly. It wasn't a wolf. It wasn't a dog, but it's somewhere in the middle. Um, <laughs> I don't know, um, but it was scary. And it's just, it was prancing and it was going right at my four-year-old daughter who's there with pigtails and pink. And I don't know exactly what you would call what came over me, but it looked a little Braveheart-esque. Like suddenly, I mean, if, it was like my face was painted blue and I just began to run at the coyote-ish thing, fox, <laughs> the fox Odie, the that thing. I, I don't know. I'm sure one of you hunters will tell me that what I'm saying is so stupid. Um, but just literally just be, I, I didn't make sense. I didn't yell. I didn't yell anything. I just yelled. And I just ran just like straight at it. Just, just you know, and it just kind of scampered and ran away. And, and so... Um, Here's what, yeah, I don't need that. I don't, no, 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 please don't do that. It's so embarrassing. Oh, see. Now I'm going to have to report to the Lord I'm a bad shepherd. Uh, no, no, no. Well, thank you for that. Uh, so here's the reality. <laughs> you have a father multiply that times a billion where you've got this good shepherd, Jesus. And when anything's coming at you, I just want you to lock in with he is the good shepherd that he goes, I'm... I'm going after it. I, I, I'm, I, I'm not a hired hand. 
I want you to see his goodness. I just want you to rest in his goodness. I want you to find a greater level of peace. As hard as it is, imagine yourself a sheep. Like just imagine, all right? Sheep is the number one most talked about animal in the scriptures. Sheep are what Jesus describes you as. In fact, in the scriptures, it says it again in the Psalms, we are the sheep of his pasture. I mean, over and over again, we're called sheep. Sheep are known for being dumb. <laughs> True. And imagine if you're a sheep and there is the good shepherd and you're next to his side. Imagine exerting your own strength instead of leaning into his. The temptation for me and probably for you is when we face the wolf coyote, the pain, the beast. <sighs> I can do this. I got this. <clears throat> there is something beautiful when you go, you know what? Jesus said, John 10, 10, he said that he came that I'm gonna have a life. He is the good shepherd. He laid down his life for me. And you know what? I can rest just being a sheep. I like my hope is, is, that, is that there is this calm, anxieties go away. Not that you're ignoring your anxieties, you're just entrusting them to the shepherd. I, you know, David was called the great shepherd of Israel because David was famous in 1 Samuel 17. Remember, we talked about this in the David series where David went after the lion and the bear to protect the sheep and then eventually Goliath. And so he was known as the great, this great shepherd. And so Jesus, the greater shepherd, son of David, comes along, the good shepherd. But David used this same metaphor to communicate the attribute of God. The most famous psalm in the scripture, probably the most famous metaphor, maybe one of the most famous psalms. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What can man do to me? I cannot lack. This idea, Jesus would say, there's been some bad shepherds. I'm not one of them. I want you to have abundant life. The enemy wants to take that life. He wants to steal it. He wants to rob it. He wants to keep you from having the life that Christ gives. And Jesus says, I want you to have it. I will lay down my life for you. And then that last phrase where he says, my sheep know me. I know them. I know my sheep. They know me. It's relation. That word know, it's not knowledge. It's intimate friendship. I know them. They know me. My invitation to you today is this. If he's that good, if he's a good shepherd, he wants you to have abundant life and he wants to destroy the things that are out to destroy you. And he laid down his life for you. What's keeping you from knowing the shepherd? Like how close can you get? Like what would happen if you just rest and say, you know what? All my strife, all my anxiety, all my attempts to exude, exert and demonstrate strength as a sheep are in vain. I'm, I am a sheep. He is my shepherd. I'm going to lean into his strength, not mine. Not mine. Friend, as awesome as you are, you do not have the strength of the shepherd. 
I know you're smart. I know you're cool. I know you can buy clothes from cool places and have the appearance of coolness. I know you can make money. I know, I know you've got some capacity for strength, but it pales in comparison. There is one who is the shepherd. He's the protector. He's the guider. He will show you where to feed. He delights in you. He's a good shepherd and he's better. He's better than you can fathom. He is a good shepherd. What if you could rest in that today? What if you could just go, he's, he is my shepherd. I know my shepherd and he knows me. He knows me by name. He knows every hair on my head. He cares about me. He loves me. He, mm, I know. I, and so you're driving down the, down the street in your car and you're tempted to have all the fear and all the anxieties. Or you're looking at your bank account and you're tempted to have all those fears and all those anxieties. Or you pick your issue. Your temptation is just to buck up again and try. And I'm just inviting you, lean into God. Lean into your shepherd. I just wanna invite you. Jesus, you are the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I shall not be in want. I, I lack no good thing. I, he's got me. And here's the reality. If you'll get close to the shepherd, like if you'll lean in and know him, your circumstance will not dictate your life. Your li if you have the best day of your life spiritually, it's the best day of your life. Well, what if a bad thing happens? When you're close to the shepherd, the way you see it, interpret it, walk in, if you're getting closer to him, you're having the best day of your life. If you have the best life, sorry, the best year of your life spiritually this year, like the best year. Like I'm not talking about that the income goes up and I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, that, that the kid's behavior gets any better. I'm just talking about that you're closer to Jesus this year. You're closer to the shepherd than you're, you've ever been. You will have the best year of your life. Why? Because he is the good shepherd. He, you will see God at work. You will see spiritual activity increase. You will interpret things differently rather than your own brain. You'll see it from the shepherd's point of view. You'll be intimate. You'll be close to him. My sheep know me and I know them. I'll close with this. I was 13 years old and in Oregon and uh, we were at a church service and this preacher one night, he begins to speak and about seven minutes into his sermon, he's talking about Jesus in the garden, going to lay his life down at the cross, praying to the father, you know the text, father, if it's possible, take this cup from me. And he begins to talk about what Jesus did for him by going to the cross. And of course he was telling us what Jesus had done for us. But he, he gets, begins to get all teary when he talks about Jesus in the garden. And those tears transition to like just crying, just, you know, that's okay for like 30 seconds, but you know, you're 13, got mullet and braces. And you're like, oh, let's, let's keep this thing going, brother. You know, like this goes on for a minute. That's a little awkward. Two minutes, oh man, 
come on, this guy needs to watch some John Wayne movies and toughen up a little bit. Let's go. Seven minutes. And he just begins to just say something's not right. Something's wrong. Jesus is everything. And I remember looking at him. knows Jesus in a way that I don't know Jesus like there might not have been three points in a poem it might not have been the most eloquent expository sermon I'd ever heard it was just a man in tears with a story about Jesus and he knew him he knew him and I bet you I can't remember five sermons, maybe 10 when I was under the age of 13 and under, but I remember that one. I don't remember a word he said. I just remember thinking that he knows God. He knows Jesus. At the end of the day, you got a lot going on in your life. And I know that. I just want to encourage you. Get close sheep get as close as you can get because what matters for eternity forever and ever Jesus the good shepherd brings abundant life lay down his life for you that you might know him that you might walk with him let's pray Father we love you we want to be real disciples God we don't want to play games t-shirt and it said lead never follow (laughs) and I thought to myself you know the quality of my life is dependent on how well I follow (laughs) like it is countercultural to be people that follow the shepherd that say at the end of the day I'm a sheep following a shepherd but the quality of our lives is, I'm close. I know him. He knows me. 
where he leads. Oh, fuck. If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory at radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radian Church, please click Give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radian Church? Check out radianintensive.com. Thanks for listening to the Radian Church Podcast.